Education and Bounds. Built to stimulate around the eyes. Greatest and greatest wellness trends, treatments, and experience. Work back Magnesium is naturally found in foods like... This is the Well and Good Podcast. Tune in to find the wellness that fits your frequency. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You know, when people are like, put on a pea-sized amount, I'm like, you mean a watermelon? Like, I just don't know how to make a small bit of product. Well, that's why the proteiny is so perfect, because it delivers out the perfect portion for your little face. Okay, so on a scale of 1 to 10, Ella, how involved would you say your skincare routine is? In, like, all things that are me it really depends on the day feel like tuesday 17 step skincare routine all the right things did it all good woke up in the morning looking like a baby wednesday forgot to wash my face definitely picked three pimples so i'd say on average i'm not somebody who's really great at keeping consistent routines so i found that the less is more approach absolutely works for me But then sometimes I go really hard into, you know, using all the fancy devices and tools and things that I've acquired in my time at Well and Good. So I'd say I'm like probably a 10 on involved and like a three on consistent. I'm adding a ranking to this question. I'm the opposite to Ella because I am nothing in this life if not consistent. So I do think this kind of, excuse me, I am such a consistent bitch. Why is everyone rolling their eyes? All right, I'll give you that. Like I'm consistently late. I'm consistently flaky. Yeah. But I consistently am very regimented about certain things. And one of them is, so my skincare routine is not involved. It used to be like Ella, I would use all different tools, devices, any products that I, you know, found, got sent, whatever at work. And I was the classic case that we've talked about on this podcast of where I really sensitized my skin, finally went to a derm. She was like, by the way, you have rosacea and you really can't be using many products at all. You have to use a really sensitive face wash, a really sensitive moisturizer, and really that's it. I'm the inverse of Ella. It's a three for involved, 10 for consistent. I would never ever in my life go to bed without washing my face 
and I would never not put sunscreen on in the morning. So I'm pretty good at doing my simple routine. I consistently go to bed without washing my face. I consistently like, it's really gross, actually. And then some people, the only thing I consistently do to my skin as a vessel is put lotion on. See, that's not gross. It's just a privilege because you have really nice skin. Like podcasting is not a visual medium, so people can't see. But if I, mine's through necessity. Like if I didn't wash my face and, you know, put moisturizer on every morning and every night, then my skin would just be disgusting. No, I think my skin is disgusting sometimes. I would say on a on a involved level, obviously one. And I mean, I guess I'm just one across the board. Asterisk for lotion. So there you go. Morning routine. Um, I wake up. If I shower, I wash my face. If I don't shower, that's where my skincare routine goes awry. But assuming I showered and I'm following a routine then, I use a vitamin C. Right now I'm using Drunk Elephant Vitamin C. I have found that it works very well for my skin and I like the consistency. Then I use a some kind of serum typically. Sometimes that's like a peptide situation. Sometimes that's a new serum I'm trying out because we're testing it for something for the site. And then I use a moisturizer. Really big fan of the... Um, you must really love it. You love it so much. <laughs> I do love it so much. I'm blanking on her name. She also makes a retinol. Barbara Sturm? No. Is she? Light oh, purple. Oh, um, Kate Somerville. No. Oh, my God. Woman's <laughs> name. Um. All right, BRB. Oh, Okay. I'm going to go instead. Okay. <laughs> in the morning, I also wake up and I also either shower or wash my face. So I really will wash my face regardless. And then I wash it with a cleanser called Sente. It's S-E-N-T-E. It's great. It's a milky cleanser. I used to be one of those people that was like the foamier, the better. I wanted my skin to feel tight because then I knew it was clean. However, that was one of the things my derm got me away from. She said, you're over cleansing and drying out your skin. I'm like, but I've got really oily skin. And she said, you have oily skin because you're over cleansing it. And I was like, what do you know? Turns out she knows a lot because that helped a lot when I went to a milky cleanser. I wash my face, then put a vein moisturizer on, then put sunscreen on. So I use the... Elta MD Clear Sunscreen, the tinted one, which I really, really love. I like Isden as well. And I also like the Avene sunscreen, but I have the Elta one at the moment. Always put sunscreen on and that's my skincare routine. So no serums, no Vit-C, no retinol at night, no oils, nothing exciting and fun, just really basic, but it's helped my skin a ton. I'm back. I have my routine. So like I said in the morning, I either shower, thus watching my face with a gentle cleanser. Then I use a vitamin C. Like I said, right now I'm all about drunk elephant, but I think the skin SkinCeuticals one is perfect. And then I use a serum of some sort. Then I use my Shawnee Darden oh, moisturizer. Yes, 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 yes. 
And this is my theory. I like to put this on underneath of my skin uh, sunscreen because I have very sensitive skin. And sometimes I feel like having a layer of something that's not sunscreen in between my skin and my sunscreen helps me not break out as much because I literally will break out from any sunscreen you even bring within five feet of me unless it's Elta MD. Um, And then I use my Elta MD UV clear. If I had a dream morning skincare routine, I would, yeah, I would love to put on some sunscreen. I really only wear sunscreen on vacation, which that habit has to change. In my dream world, I would like exfoliate in the morning. I would have some sort of serum on my face if it was wintertime, moisturize, sunscreen, start the day. (laughs) I think you should come over and steal half of my beauty products and then you can do that. A morning routine is certainly important, just like everything, like brushing our teeth in the morning or, you know, some of us take a shower or we go make our coffee and things like that. My name is Sandra Lee, MD. I'm also known as Dr. Pimple Popper, uh, and I am a board-certified dermatologist. Routine sets the stage for a, a day, and also when you have a routine that is very predictable to you, then it becomes automatic, and you don't have to really stress and worry about those things. That being said, I do think that everybody's routine is a little bit different because of the type of skin we have, and certainly how old we are and, you know, where we may live, all these sort of factors come into play. I try to keep things very basic in the morning or more basic certainly in the morning than in the evening. The main thing that I want to get across is for people is you got to be aware that what I might do, like what I might specifically outline will not be specifically what you may need or, or want. Keep that in mind. I'm coming from a person who has, you know, drier skin and I have a darker complexion. So I'm probably more prone to brown spots. I'm older too. And so, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, as we all get older, we get a sleep line from our pillow. It takes longer for those to fade away. Your skin doesn't bounce right back. So in the morning, I just like to sort of wake up my skin a little bit. And that would be using a splash of cool usually like micellar water to kind of just give my skin a little more feeling of freshness and cleanliness, but I don't try to overwash it, certainly with not a lot of cleansers um, or even really hot water or anything like that, because I do think that that can dry out my skin more. I mean, oily complected, people who are oily, the great news about that is that you usually stay looking younger for longer because you have like a built-in moisturizer. You know, your skin has its own moisture. Whereas, for example, for me, I have to really be aware of continuing to replenish it. I will certainly apply a moisturizer. And I like ones that are also very cool to the touch, you know, like a Hydro Boost by Neutrogena has a really nice, it stays kind of on the cooler side temperature. So it feels really nice going on. It kind of picks you up, feels like you're helping to tighten your pores even a little bit because, you know, cold water causes shrinkage of a lot of things, including your pores, albeit temporarily. But for an oily compacted person, you may want to wash your face more often. There's no hard, fast rule. I I think when somebody tells you, you must wash your face three times a day, 
I, I don't think that that is the case. Some people may wash their face really a good wash once a day. Some people might do it three, four, five times a day. And usually the people who have more oil in their skin or are really active, you know, exercising, doing something or, or have a profession or something that they're exposed to a lot of pollution and dirt in the air, they're going to wash their face more often. If you have a pore that's clogged, that's sort of the beginning of a blackhead and whitehead, which can lead to acne and things like that. I really like salicylic acid in my cleansers. And I think that it's a very gentle chemical peel acid, but also has some exfoliation to it. You know, it's going to get rid of some of the dry, dull skin, that dead skin cells on your surface of your skin. And also salicylic acid is actually small enough to crystallize to a small enough size to actually get within your pores. So it helps to kind of clean them out. And salicylic acid is very gentle on all skin types can help to lighten brown spots. And so I think it has a multi-uses for many different skin types and also the level of your oiliness or your dryness because it because getting rid of some of the, for us that are really dry, it's nice to get rid of some of the, the dead skin on the surface of your, of your skin because it will make your skin look more radiant too and make you feel more radiant. So, Kate, because you love sunscreen so much, is that one skincare item you would, like, if you could only have one, you would choose sunscreen? Or what's your go-to? Yeah, it's such a hard choice. I think that if I only, only had one, it would have to be sunscreen. The Australian in me, I'm like, I just can't put my face out in the sun you know it's a real it's a big barrier for me however I'm also a dry bitch particularly in winter so that Aveen moisturizer that I mentioned would be a tough one to give up it's so simple it's pretty affordable you don't need much and that has been another real skin game changer for me but fine if I'm choosing one yes it would be sunscreen Ella I mean now I'm just a redundant bitch but I think it's sunscreen because all of the things I try to do for my skin sunscreen prevents but since that's the uh obvious choice here my second would probably be some kind of AHA exfoliating face wash because I have those pores that you can't see through my freckles but actually every single pore on my face is just a blackhead and when I go a while without exfoliating or like some kind of cleanse situation, it's not good. If you could only live with one skincare item, what would it be? It would be my moisturizer that has some sunscreen in it. I think the most important thing, as I'm sure Dr. Idris will say, and all of us dermatologists, is going to be sunscreen and sun protection. Because so many things that we don't like about our skin comes from, you know, chronic exposure to the sun and premature aging. I think the thing that people forget is that there's a time limit to the effectiveness of the sunscreen that we apply in the morning. And so ideally, if you're out there in the sun and sweating and doing something active, you're probably takes a couple of hours and then your sunscreen is really not quite as effective anymore. I will say we haven't gotten into nighttime routines. I guess we're headed there. But the one thing, this is like so tragic and probably terrible for my skin. But the one thing at the end of the day, when I'm like home and stationed and 
my mom used to buy these the, the tea tree wipes from Trader Joe's, and so no, those are like my go to. And I just like it's disgusting, but you can see the black that comes off. But I also just think it's rubbing dirt around. Like I don't think it's doing anything good, but I like them because they're easy, and I like easy things. Is that your whole nighttime skincare routine? Because I have a feeling it might be. Um, next next person. <laughs> I, I plead the fifth. Mine's easy because mine's exactly the same as my day, just minus the sunscreen. So I cleanse my face. Actually, cleansing does involve at nighttime a micellar water to get eye makeup off and kind of do the first sweep of dirt, then cleanse with that Sente cleanser and then Avene moisturizer. I'm a wash my face hot water. I know I'm not supposed to do that, but it feels too good. Can't give it up. And then I use a retinol. I have pretty bad cystic acne and have my whole life. Now you can't really see it, but that's still how I break up. And retinol really helps with that as well as keeping me youthful forever. We think we'll see. I'm still youthful. Um, I like the skin medica retinol and then I like their HA5. It's the best hyaluronic acid I've ever used. Then I keep it simple with a moisturizer, maybe a serum if I'm like trying something out in between. I definitely use a heavier moisturizer at night, usually the Drunk Elephant Proteiny because it just feels the best out of any moisturizer I've ever put on my face. And their little container is the most ingenious design, even though I think they use a little bit too much plastic. Love you, Drunk Elephant, but we could work on that. But the way you scoop your hand on it is heaven. Obviously, I'm a dermatologist and this is going to sound boring, but protect your skin and start young. I am Dr. Shereen Idris. I am a cosmetic dermatologist and I am currently based in New York City. You know, once we're in our teens and our 20s, we oftentimes think we are invincible but it is inevitable that the sun will eventually get you too. And so protect your skin from the sun and get used to the routine of it because a habit is very hard to break. So if you get yourself into a good habit at a young age, then you're already winning, you know, by light years. So protect your skin. But number two, I would say sunscreen is very important, but so are antioxidants. And I do think that antioxidants are one of those obscure ingredient categories that people don't fully understand. But utilizing an antioxidant underneath your sunscreen is not going to only help your skin protect itself, but also make sure that it's reversing some of that oxidative stress that happens while the sunscreen is working. So vitamin C is a great one. It's one that's easily accessible, and it's one that you can utilize underneath your sunscreen in the morning before you start your day. But at night, you really want to focus on reversing and helping your skin issues along the way. It's funny that I have synonymously become the Pillow Talk queen, but I've always, prior to Pillow Talk, have always emphasized the nighttime routine when it comes to your skincare game in general, because it's really when you want to focus on your skin's issues, because during the day, our focus should be on protecting and not necessarily you know, addressing the underlying damage as you really just want to go hardcore on protecting. And that starts with exfoliating. I think a lot of people are confused by chemical exfoliants, how to use them, how often to use them and whatnot, and which one to use. But I think as a rule of thumb, you want to save the exfoliating step for the nighttime routine. 
after you've washed your day off of your face, you've taken off the makeup, you've cleansed your face, then you can go ahead and exfoliate. And on average, I would say three to four times a week at night. And that allows your skin to really breathe. It creates a fresh foundation for any of the other serums, lotions, and potions and medicated treatments that you want to use afterwards. So that's one thing specifically you should focus on differently nighttime versus morning routine. A lot of people go on autopilot and just do the same thing in the morning and at night. But if you're really trying to get a holistic approach and trying to really treat, prevent, and you know address underlying issues, you really have to target it at different times throughout the day because your skin can also only handle so many actives at once, which is not a bad thing. It allows you to focus on one thing at a time. You know? Yeah, yeah. There's no one size fits all. And listen, frankly, there are nights where I just do two things, wash my face and put a moisturizer. And there are nights where I put like eight or nine steps, depending on what's going on with my skin that day. But I think the best advice I have is focus your skincare game at night on your skin issues and what might work for one person might not necessarily work for another and don't feel the pressure of having to have like a minimum six-step routine you know because everybody is different basics is wash your face and if you need a moisturizer use a moisturizer and if you're going to get more complicated it's really about focusing on your skin issues man that sunset is gorgeous Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, even though I don't do a lot of stuff with my skin, I do hoard skincare products just because I like the bottling, I will say. I understand that. I used to do that. I am definitely a maximalist when it comes to like most products in my life, and that is absolutely applied to the skincare in my life. Um, I could never even begin to count the number of products that grace the shelves of wherever I am. I travel with my skincare products, but yeah, I have an insurmountable amount of skincare. The longest I've kept a skincare product for does makeup count because I had the same hula bronzer from Benefit for maybe 10 years and I finally threw it away. Wow. Yeah, I think makeup counts. Yeah. I think if we're going to be broad about this, I've definitely had some perfume bottles that I've had for like many, many, many years. Actually, I moved to New York with a lot of different perfumes And I used to also like how they looked. So I had them kind of out in my bedroom and then realized they'd gotten all of this sun exposure and they all smelled fucking disgusting. Oh, no. But the bottles. I have this 
bottle of prescribed something or other from when I did go to the derm. It was definitely super expired. It was like special face wash from a time that I did care. And I I look at it and sometimes it burns and I'm like, maybe I should toss it. It's definitely been at least five years now. If it's your favorite, you've probably used it up way before the expiration date is on. So if you're not using it enough to get past the expiration date, then you should probably reevaluate why you even have it. <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah. So, or you have way too much product, you know, which I can't judge because I have a whole pillow talk germ library at home. So I'm no one to judge you, but rule of thumb, two years before you open it is probably the shelf life. And then after you open it, it ranges from six months to a year. Personally, I hate open jar creams because putting your hand in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out, and exposing it to air every day sucks. I also hate droppers for the same reason because usually serums should be more potent and you really want to preserve that air contact time that a serum gets and droppers are constantly being opened and reinserted, which I think is kind of gross. But I would say once it's open, six months to a year, if you haven't opened it, then you can probably like watch it for like the first year, year and a half before you decide to open it and take the plunge and then you should probably use it up. But if you have something that has been opened and it's just sitting there, then Mary Kondo your skincare closet, you know? <laughs> can you think of any skincare trends that you've fallen for in the past, Ella? I know you were stumped when we started. I'm a trendsetter, not a trend follower. <laughs> I definitely became like a a face mask bitch for because like everyone Same. was just doing face masks and Same. I was like I want to be a bitch in a face mask. Totally. Give me the clay, give me the sheets, give me all of it. One I'm currently falling for, and jury's out on whether or not a dermatologist is going to tell me this is really bad. Is I just got one of those like scrapers that vibrates and is a serum infuser. And it's amazing because when you have skin like mine, it's truly the most satisfying experience in the entire world. You just get your face really hot and then like the blackheads jump off of your skin. But am I just depriving my skin of all of its natural oils? Probably. Mm. I've never been a big tools person. Like I never, oh, actually, I know the worst trend that I tried. Clarisonic was like the worst for my skin. Do you have a dermatologist? Are you honest with them? Oh, good question. Good question. Yeah, I'm very honest with my derm. Probably more honest with my derm than I am with other doctors. Because what else, what is there to hide from a derm really, you know? I definitely exaggerate my sunscreen usage to my derm. And I'm a pretty avid sunscreen wearer. But like when I, every single time I go out for a walk in the morning, am I putting sunscreen on the backs of my hands? Probably not. I think obviously the pandemic um, shifted the focus on ourselves and we were all starting to notice our own sort of skin imperfections and we were all trying to better our skin during this time. And so it kind of was like the, the boost that kind of catapulted everything to the next level. But it was already starting before that. Lighter, on a much lighter scale. Um, but it was definitely starting before the pandemic and the pandemic just took it to a whole new stratosphere. But your skin is not a trend. Your skin is a timeless organ that evolves with you, you know, and it depends on how you're living your life. It depends on what you're consuming. It depends on where you're coming and going. Are you traveling? Where do you live? What kind of, you know, is it humid? Is it dry? 
your skin is not a trend. Like I, I feel like maskne is quote unquote a trend, right? Because of lifestyle changes that has come into play. Um, but it's a good example of how people have learned how to pivot their skincare game because of a new condition that has erupted because of environmental issues, right? Because of the mask being on their face. So as long as you're willing to pivot and as long as you're willing to evolve with how your skin is evolving, then your skin is going to be in better shape. But if you're always trying to utilize the same exact skincare steps and the same exact skincare routine without like actually evolving with the actual conditions that your skin is exposed to, then you're going to be in trouble. Well, if you like to go on the internet and get a lot of you know, information there. I think there's a wealth of, of good information there. Most of it is good. And I think there's a lot of people out there who love skin, just like like a person who, you know, is interested in a good skincare regimen. You know, some people like to crochet, some people like to play cards, and some people really are into skincare. So it's nice to find like-minded people. I would try to find people to follow that are in your same age, and maybe the same kind of skin type as you maybe the same even ethnicity can help because obviously they're trying a lot of products that may apply to your skin color and type so that's would be very helpful i do think that people that are really into skin and skincare sometimes you can get a little too involved with it where you're using too many products and one it can get overwhelming and two, more importantly, even you can get very irritated by products, especially if you tend to have a more sensitive skin. And a lot of people may recognize that, that they have, you know, issues with some products that they may put on their skin. So I would advise you not to step up and buy six to 10 different products and start using them all on your skin. Because if you have a problem with something, if something irritates you, it's much harder to figure out what that is. I think ideally, you don't need to build up this, you know, um, war chest of skincare products um, and then just apply it, go from zero to 60 in, in one day. I think it's great to start off one thing at a time, especially if you have sensitive skin. What we usually advise as dermatologists is to, you know, check, try one product first. And then after a week, if you know that you're not having any issues with it, then add a second product and go and do that maybe every few days to a week. I think that it's important to also understand that there's so many different skincare products. There's every day there's something new coming out. And I mean, that should tell you something on one hand, because if there were like a, just a handful of things that did amazing things, that's the only, the only things that we would try, number one. And also, number two, it shows you what a big business that this is. You know, we're all looking for those answers and we are all trying to improve ourselves in so many ways, including our skin, the appearance of our skin. So try to not get too caught up in this. And, and it can be hard, you know, on social media with everything being filtered and everybody talking about this and seeing other people and it seems so simple to, for them and so hard for you. I mean, we all have those issues. And so try to keep things as simple as possible and not let it consume your life. Just don't lose hope. We don't feel like so frustrated or get depressed. If you, if you feel like you tried it and it seems like it works so fantastically on somebody else, but it's just doing eh on you. You know, it, you're not alone with that really. And just try not to lose hope. And actually the most important thing that can keep you looking the youngest 
is a smile on your face. It gives you these beautiful cheekbones more prominently and it's contagious, right? Laughing and smiling and being happy is contagious. So that's probably the best kind of easy, inexpensive thing to do to um, make you feel and look more beautiful.